podcast, the podcast made by geeks for geeks and non-geek alike. So pretty much anybody can listen to this podcast because we're all inclusive, uh, except except for anybody that's in Agents of Shield because we're Hail Hydra here. Uh, my name is My name is Dave. Joining me today is Jenny. What's up, people? And Johnny. Hi. I'm surrounded by JY names. They both end in Y and start with J. That is correct. We're the better of the group. Wow. So <laughs> submit. Uh, every time. <laughs> submit. Hail Hydra. I love it. Hail Hydra, Dave. Oh, <laughs> uh, never. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this week on the podcast, we're not going to talk about Hydra. Maybe later. Uh, but we're going to talk about summer blockbusters. What we're looking forward to this year and the year of 2016. Uh, in the year of our Lord or King or however that said. Uh, <laughs> and we'll look back at uh, the history of the summer blockbuster. And is it a big deal anymore since movies come out a lot more frequently than they used to? Uh, it used to be like months between big movies. Now it's like every every week there's a big movie. Mm. So, right. Uh, that's why we have megaplexes and uberplexes and all that kind of garbage. Uh, but so, yeah, let's talk first, I guess, about this year, and then we'll go into like our favorite blockbusters of all time and that kind of that kind of thing. So um, I'll just run down a list of what's coming out uh, starting pretty much in June. We won't. Well, I guess we have to kind of count May, don't we? I, I you know, what? I would say if it's already out, we disregard it. Well, it's yeah. already out. I we just... know what the, the thing is. Let's go with anything coming out. OK. All right. So Finding Dory. Is coming out. That's the sequel to Finding Nemo. I guess that could be a blockbuster. It's a kids uh, movie. Yeah. Plus, it's, it, it, it's Disney Pixar, right? Here's here's where that's genius, though. Is because of Pixar, it's not just a kids movie. Adults will totally see it. I'm a uber huge Pixar fan. I can watch Up. I don't know how many times, and I cry every time, but oh. I can totally do it. Does the dog make you cry? Dude, the ma- the the old lady, the wife, looks just like the chick from The Incredibles. So every time I watch it, I think his wife's The Incredibles chick. And then it makes me even more sad when it happens. And I'm just like, <laughs> which oh. Chick, which chick? The mom? The, yeah, in, Helen in Park. Up, you know, okay. yeah. Yeah, see, watch it again and just imagine it her. It will make the entire see, beginning half of Up even more sad. I've only seen Up once. And I liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it. But uh, I didn't see it, like, right when it came out. I waited a long time to see it. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, Nemo wasn't wasn't a big one for me either. Me me neither, but I remember when it came out, like, it totally swamped, like, the Toy Story fanatic. Like, people, like, kids loved it. Everything was Finding Nemo. So (laughs) And a big mm. big rise in buying that type of fish and I guess they all die really quickly. (laughs) Right. So Mm -hmm. here's here's where I think this is genius. So one, adults will be totally into it because they have faith in Pixar. They're like, all right, well, you know, minus cars. Everything else they've done is pretty good. So they're like they're like, okay, I'll go to it. Then you've got the slightly older kids that remember Finding Nemo. Sure. So they'll go because they already love the, you know, they, and then you've got the whole new set of kids. So I, right. I think it's going to do quite well. Is Pixar, let me ask, because I know Johnny has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, is Pixar, the Pixar movies, are they kind of like, like, you know, when you're a kid, when I was a kid, the Disney movies at the time were like Cinderella, Snow White, and then Lion King, Aladdin, that kind of stuff. 
does that hold up? Like, can you, like, if I got older, can you show your daughter that kind of stuff? Or, like, is it the same with Pixar? Like, you can go back and show them Toy Story 1 and they still enjoy it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, And any of the Pixar movies hold up with, like Jenny said, with the exception of the Cars series, which is, like, the (laughs) only one that I feel is is not, it's it's not smart for Pixar to continue. Right. Um, Yet they do. But, (laughs) yeah, all the movies hold up. Like, I, I, I... my, I don't I don't have my daughter over the summer or I would be taking her to see Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also with you, Dave, where, uh, you know, I like Finding Nemo uh, and I would watch it again. But it's not one of the Pixar movies I'd really watch by myself. Yeah, I'd rather watch it with my daughter. So I probably won't see Finding Dory in the theaters unless I hear it's like, you know, I mean, it, it'd, have, it'd have to be like a 98 or 99 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, really, to get me to. Go right. see it by myself. It had to be one of those movies where you have to see it. You've got to see it. This is a life changing right. movie. But like for me, it's like unless I'm taking my niece or nephew, and I don't think maybe my niece would go, but I don't think my nephew would really want to see it. And they could, they both probably rather wait till it's out on video or something. Well, yeah, what? it's it's how I felt about Jungle Book. I wasn't interested in seeing Jungle Book in the theater until I heard the kind of reviews it was getting, and okay. then I took my daughter to see it, and it was it was worth seeing in the theater. She enjoyed it. Oh, she loved it. Oh, yeah, cool. I thought she was going to get a little scared, but she didn't. Did she, was she good. know of the original cartoon? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's seen that before. Okay. I think you nailed it, though. It's like it for adults, it does kind of go with the word of mouth. It's kind of like that um, movie that came out um, earlier in the year, the uh, Inside Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really had no desire to see it. I was like, yeah, you know, it's got good people behind it, but I don't care. And everybody all the adults that had went and seen it they're like it is so geniusly written like it's mm-hmm. the storyline makes sense and when you're an adult it's an adult storyline but they do it for kids and i was like oh maybe i'll see it and i kept putting it off and then it finally ended up on like hbo or something and i watched it and i'm like this movie is amazing it's so good so it mm-hmm. it it does hold up it's yeah. the more word of mouth the more the adults get into it and i think if they do the finding dory storyline well it will it will be a big hit. Yeah, I I really enjoyed Inside Out, but again, yeah, like you said, it wasn't one I sought out. Like I didn't go to the theater and say, oh yeah, I gotta check this out because I'm a big Pixar nerd. But like The Incredibles, I'll just throw on at any any point in the day. Like I'll just like, <laughs> throw it on because it's just fun to watch. Not just, yeah, not just because it's superheroes, but it speaks to me as you know a, a grown kid. Yeah, that's like what that I was too. gonna say too. Is like uh, you know another Toy Story movie. I'd see by myself, you know, I don't yeah. need my daughter to go see that. The Incredibles 2, I, I don't know, I can't remember what month that comes out, but if my daughter's not available to go see it, I'm going to go see it by myself. Like, mm-hmm. there are certain movies where they're they're just quality, continuous quality films, um, you know, I wonder, and, and I'll go by myself to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder why Bugs Life didn't get more movies. Like... I enjoyed the first one, especially like I remember like the old Toy Story movies and Bugs Life. They have like on the DVD like a gag reel. Like, yeah, right. my friends and I used to watch that like on repeat because it was so funny. Well, the the history with that is that Pixar, when they originally signed with Disney, uh, was that they had an X number of of picture deal that they were going to do, um, and and it did not include sequels. So originally Pixar wasn't going to do theatrical sequels. Now they did start doing that Toy Story 2 sequel, but that was supposed to be a direct to DVD thing. Oh, okay. And then when Disney decided to release it in the theaters, it it created this whole issue between Disney and Pixar about whether or not that's a breach of their contract and whether or not that counts as one of the seven or so films that they were supposed to do originally. So mm-hmm. all the original movies that came out 
um, weren't really commissioned sequels. And Toy Story 2 is like the one exception because they were supposed to make it direct to DVD. Yeah. So that's that is why I think Bugs Life didn't get it. That's why I think all those early movies didn't really get sequels. Well, and I, I I totally agree with it too because I absolutely loved um, uh, Wally, like loved it. I thought it was so good, but it didn't it didn't pick up as fast as everything else. Like when I tell kids about it, they're like, it takes them a minute. Like the robot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the robot. <laughs> but that's another one that I, as an adult, I can totally watch over and over again. And I have to laugh every time I see the people in their little motorized things that are too fat and everything. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's real life. <laughs> We're going to be the Wally civilization. But yeah, it's like, it's it's weird, the difference. But what turns a kid onto it and an adult onto it are totally different things. And that's what makes Pixar great is they figured out to hit, how to hit both audiences. Yeah. Um, okay, so Finding Dory comes out this week, actually, the 17th. Do we want to talk about Ninja Turtles? That just came out last week. We can. I'll uh, talk about Ninja Turtles. I am seeing You it. saw it, right? I did see it. I'm not seeing it till Tuesday. Well, uh, the day this podcast is released. Okay. I'll be seeing it later that day. Um, did, you enjoyed it, right? I did. I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, I've, I've said several times before, certain movies don't need to be quality films. They just need to be enjoyable. And I think right. a lot of Michael Bay movies fall into that category, like the Transformers, the, the Power Rangers. I don't have high hopes for. I just kind of want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me a while to get on board with the first Ninja Turtles movie. Right. We because talked I, about it. Yeah, the look of yeah, them. And, yeah, they're just so ugly. There wasn't a there wasn't enough focus on them. Um, I, I hated kind of the changes they made with splinter and shredder um but so i went into this one after having seen the first one a couple of times and finally saying all right fine it's okay for what it is uh and really like this one like it it, well i don't even know if i could say i liked it i just really enjoyed it i had such a good time watching it in the theater is the run dmc remix song in the in the movie itself (laughs) because that made the trailer for me i'm like this is pretty badass (laughs) I don't remember it. Ah, that's a bummer. But I could be wrong. I mean, I could, I could totally I be wrong. To, I have to imagine too, like the the shoehorn scene of Megan Fox in the schoolgirl outfit is like not that long in the movie either. They just threw it in there just to, oh hey, hey adults, you're gonna want to see yeah, this. It's not really that long, and and actually that was one of the things I was hating on in the trailer was like, oh, of course Megan Fox is in a schoolgirl outfit, but it's not. <laughs> right. It's oh, not like. It's not just ham-fisted in there for no reason. Like, okay. there's a re- like, I, I mean, I don't know if we're if it gets into too much spoiler territory, but she's following someone and she's dressed up as like this nerdy person. And, <laughs> That's a uh, nerd's dress. Okay. Well, no, no, no. She's not dressed like like the schoolgirl yet. She's oh, got okay. she's got the wig and and she's not wearing a skirt. Like, I think she might be wearing pants mm-hmm. or something. And then uh, she, the guy that she's following. Looks like he's walking towards a big group of schoolgirls who are all like excited oh. to be at the mall or okay. something like that. So She's she very adjust. quickly, yeah, yeah. So she very quickly like grabs a skirt off the shelf and takes her wig off and <laughs> you know ties her ties her shirt up. So looks like it's a thirty year old schoolgirl. Yeah, they they wrote the scene saying how can we get Megan Fox in a schoolgirl outfit, but they they didn't say let's just put Megan Fox in a schoolgirl outfit. It it actually kind of made sense given the scenario, so it, it I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Interesting, interesting. All right, we lost Jenny for technical difficulties for a moment, so we can continue talking about turtles for a little bit. Oh, turtles, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what a Stephen Amell is he in it a lot? 
He's not in it a lot, no. And I wouldn't even say he's really Casey Jones. Ooh. He's yeah, it's like the very beginning of Casey Jones. He wears the hockey mask like once. When you first meet him? Yeah. Well, no, no, not even when you first meet him. He he's a cop. And oh. yeah, he's a cop and he's upset because uh, you know, he was trying to transfer Shredder and Shredder got away. Oh, okay. So the they foot. kinda shoot toward him into the first movie behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah, well, no, no, no. This is after. Oh, okay. This is after. The, the Shredder has been in custody since the first movie. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's he's upset. The police don't believe him when he says that other people were involved in Shredder getting away. They totally blame. It's all stupid, right? It mm-hmm. it it makes no sense because logically, they'd be like, "Hey, Casey Jones is a good cop. He's never really steered us wrong." <laughs> right. So let, let's believe him. But in this case, no. Of course, everything is too much to believe. And- um. And how much of Krang is in the movie? <laughs> like hardly any. Ah, is it like the last, yep. like the third act or fourth act type thing? It's, he, he shows up early in the movie at one point to explain oh. the plot to us. <laughs> what? Like he's the yeah. narrator? <laughs> well, kind of. He he kidnaps Shredder and he's like, Shredder, I'm going to invade Earth, but I need your help in order to do that. And when I come, I promise <laughs> we'll be best friends. And Shredder's like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Tell me what you need me to do, so then it then it becomes this adventure. Like Weird they need to robot. collect certain parts to <laughs> oh. to create a teleporter, and the turtles find out about it and need to stop them. And oh man, uh, listen, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, <laughs> it makes zero sense. Well, neither but did that. Do yeah, their plan in the first one didn't make much sense either. Shredder's and William Fickner's plan didn't yeah. make a lot of sense either. It was just uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two yeah plan. Yep. Let's let's change the change the world, mutate the world or whatever. Is that a movie you'd want to see, Jenny? Did you see the first one? Well, I'm so when the early turtles came out, my little brother was obsessed with them, so I spent a lot of my time just drawing turtles for him, you know? So I love the old school turtles. I would love I, to see one of these drawings. Oh gosh, I, I, I did a whole birthday party for for his <laughs> 10th birthday party. I was 20 years old. I did an entire, because we're 10 years apart, I did an entire turtle birthday party. And I had, uh, I think it was Raphael. I had just his head and you had to pin like the knot on his like eye wrap, you know? Oh yeah, I went all out. But I'm kind of, I'm all about the old school ones Mm. because of that, because it's nostalgia. So I, I have not been turned on by the new CGI. I'm super buff and ripped turtles. Like, (laughs) but my, I would totally be bought into it. If somebody could sell me on a really good shredder storyline and they have it, everybody who's seen these new ones are like, ah, shredder's just, you know, I'm like, I want them to do an awesome evil shredder storyline. And, you should read the Batman Ninja Turtle crossover that just came out. Oh yeah, it's really, that was great. It's really good. Oh yeah, I'm like I on think issue is Shredder four. actually a bad guy or is he just oh, a, yeah like stupid guy? He not only wants to rule his New York City, he wants to rule Gotham City. All right, I might have Sounds to take like Shredder. And then he, <laughs> I have a feeling if there's a third Turtles movie, Shredder, it's going to be about Shredder. I uh, think yeah. the the first one didn't have enough of him. The second one misused him. He was he wasn't really Shredder mm-hmm. at all in that movie. He was he was the guy, but he wasn't classic Shredder. So I have a feeling the next movie something kind of happens in this one where where uh, you you have to wait and see like for the like in the future what's going to be different for Shredder. Interesting. A little bit. Is there a post credit scene? 
No, there is no post credit scene. But so so here's the thing that I really enjoyed about the movie is that with the exception of of them making Mikey a complete idiot instead <laughs> right. of just funny because he's clever and, and you know, humanistic, all that stuff. They So they made him stupid. But the rest of the turtles and, and Mikey, too, in some ways are just very classic characters like they they nailed the characters of each turtle like Leo and Donnie and Raph and Mikey. They're all the turtles that I love. Really? Right. Raph. Raph's anger gets the best of him. Good. Uh, Donnie's intelligent, but he's not. I mean, he, he in the first movie he was that borderline. Like at one point, I think he snorts in the first movie. He's like, <laughs> like it's, it's stupid, but he doesn't. You know, he, it's not too over the top. Leo kind of struggles with the fact that he's leading a, a you know the turtles, but they can't get on his same page. Right. And Splinter, it's very classic Splinter. Like, hey, they're not supposed to be on your page as the leader. You're supposed to adjust them to the situation given their personalities and all that so uh, i thought like the turtles and they take center stage finally in the first one they they were not in it enough but in this movie they were in it plenty and it was great it really was great and then they had a little interesting subplot you've seen in the trailer about whether or not they should use the ooze to become humans oh uh, mikey yeah, yeah. Like Donnie pours the stuff on his hand in the trailer and it splits from being the three fingers to five fingers kind of thing. I missed that. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was really cool. And Mikey's my favorite because he's the comic relief and because he's the human one. Like he is the one who would jump at the opportunity to become human. Right. Um, And he's dealt with really well when it comes to that. There's a great scene where he where they're seen by some humans and the humans reaction had takes this effect on Mikey that it broke my heart. OK, I felt so bad yeah, for him. He, he's of the world, essentially, is what you would say. Hmm. Like he wants to be part of that world. Right. Just like Ariel. Right. <laughs> right. Does he sing a song? Yeah, I think he finds a flounder and Sebastian type crab and fish and they sing a little song together him and casey jones and and rocksteady <laughs> right <laughs> exactly oh weird. oh and rocks and rocksteady and and uh bebop there's really nothing to be said about them except for the fact that they're in the movie and and they're just fun and one of them is played by a wrestler yeah. right right they don't progress the plot they could not be in the movie at all, and it'd be the same movie. <laughs> but it's so fun to see them. I yeah. Uh, all right, you know, I I have low expectations, just like I had with the first one. So I'll be yeah. seeing seeing it later. So all right, it's that turn off your brain kind of movie. Turn yeah. off your brain. What happens doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. Just enjoy it. Just you popcorn. know what? That we need we need like t-shirts that say that because I think everybody takes movies way too seriously and they overanalyze them. Some of the worst movies are some of the best movies. They're fun. What do you call it? Day popcorn movies where yeah. you just want to yeah. sit there, zone out, and be entertained. And right. you don't need to go deep into how the camera's angled or I mean, is not, this not, a, a message? Right. You know, it Ninja just Turtles has two fun. is not a few good men or good fellows. You know, it's nothing to be taken that seriously. Like it's a part of your past, your childhood. Sure, you hope that they, they, they treat it with some amount of respect like the source material, but at the same time, just sit down and enjoy it. Like, I wish I felt that way about the Fast and Furious movies. I just don't. And I, and I can't, I I've tried. I've really tried. We, we've got to have, we have to have a moratorium on, we can't mention Fast and the Furious, Suicide Squads, and Tom Hardy in these podcasts. So we'll move on. Uh, 
The next movie out is June 24th, and it is the sequel to Independence Day, or ID4. Yes! Yeah! Independence Day, colon, resurgence. Now, I have already purchased my double feature ticket because of one thing. I remember how much I loved seeing Independence Day in the theater. Uh, That is the perfect theater movie because of the surround sound, and when the ships are flying overhead, it just feels like they're going over you, and the whole theater was, like, shaking... Like, they did that so well with the audio, and it's just a fun movie, Independence Day, and I really enjoyed it. I do have, you have. Do you have those theaters near you where um they actually have, like, the speakers and the seats? The Atmos things? Yeah. That, that I think, I know it comes out, like, it comes out on the 1st, right? Or something 20, like that. 24th. Uh, see, I'm waiting until the 4th of July. I'm going on Independence Day, and I'm going where I have speakers <laughs> under my ass, and they are vibrating, and I feel like I'm going to blow up. Like, <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's an experience. I, that That's what that movie is when you go see it in the theaters. Right. It's an experience. Like, it was just, again, we talk about fun movies. That was a lot of fun. Now, plotline, I mean, they gave them a virus, and that's how they beat the aliens. But Whatever. Who cares? Doesn't uh, and, matter. And Will Smith is your prototypical Marty Stew. <laughs> but at the same time, it's fun. Uh, the chemistry oh. between Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum was a lot of fun when it got to that point. But I really think there's going to be a gaping hole in Resurgence without Will Smith. I think I, Jeff Goldblum's going to have to get a lot more of the spotlight to right. make up for there not being any I Will agree. Smith. If they try to make and, it all about his son, like taking his place like that, like just we're going to just swap him out, and if that's that can't happen. His kid, his son needs to be a different role. I agree. I, agree. I, I totally agree. But I'm also going though for Jeff Goldblum. I mean. I, I hope he can grab the reins and just be the movie. Like, I really hope so. So and, we'll see. And for everyone wondering, uh, 20 years ago is when the first Independence Day came out, and I feel really old. Like I, yeah, you should. I still remember sitting in the theater like like it was yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you, Dave. <laughs> totally there with you. And I got to see it for free because I had one of those free passes that they used, they used to be able to get every now and again. Movie yeah. pass, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're old. I'm super excited for Independence Day too. Me too. I don't care what the plot is. That, that's I'm not going to the movie for the. I don't plot. think the writers did either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I do think it's very cool that the the you know the first one was 20 years ago. This one takes place 20 years later. It's about the aliens coming back. Um, I like the fact that they got pretty much everyone except for Will Smith back. I I'm okay with Will Smith not being in it. I love Will Smith, uh, but he doesn't make or break a movie for me like he used to. It used to be he used to be Will Smith isn't like I think there was a time when he wasn't going to do Men in Black too, and I was like, well, I'm not going to go see that bullshit then. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> if Will Smith isn't in it. But um, but I'd love to see him in it. He's not going to be in it. That's okay. Jeff Goldblum is good enough. Jeff Goldblum's like a classic, mm-hmm. so I, I will see it really just for him. If I was going for any actor, but it's, it's, it's a spectacle. It's right. it, that is that is what the movie is. It's just like, you know, 2012 is a disaster movie and you go to see the world explode. That's what you go to see Independence Day for, really. And it looks like it's Independence Day times a million because like everything is just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Liam's, Liam Hemsworth is there hanging out with his dad, Jeff Goldblum. 
Uh, I don't know how you explain that. Like, they don't look anything like <laughs> I think Liam Hemsworth, I don't think Jeff Goldblum. Maybe adopted. Yeah, that could be. Or maybe his wife cheated on him. Maybe that's going to be one of the subplots. <laughs> maybe he just had a really hot wife. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird to me that the dude, Brent Spiner, is in it again. I thought he died in the first one. I thought he did too, and I actually went back and watched Independence Day again uh, within the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, before before I uh, before I traveled, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He didn't. They 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 never said explicitly that he died. Just that he was taken over by the aliens. They just left it open. Yeah. Okay. So you, apparently, you don't have to die <clears throat> taken over by the aliens. All right. All right. Any last words on Independence Day? I'm there. Count me in. All right. Can't wait to see it. Uh, do we want to spend any time on the BFG? I do. Oh, I okay. want to spend time on the BFG because I, as a kid, absolutely loved that book. Absolutely, hands down, staple of my childhood. Really excited that they're making a movie on it, but I'm also very nervous and kind of disappointed. Um, it's Spielberg. It's Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. Thumbs up. And I, I have utmost respect and confidence in Spielberg. Except everything that I've seen, they didn't need to CGI the big friendly giant. Why does everybody go to computer graphics? Like, he looks exactly like an old man. Why not get an old man to play it and just scale it? Like, well, I, especially I don't... after Mark Rylance's performance in Bridge of Spies, why can't you just use him? Right? Like, so, although I'm like, yes, this is going to be awesome because it is in, it's such a great story. It's so good. And, I, and I'm and i glad that they're putting it out there for, you know, a new generation of kids. Mm-hmm. But it just, the you know, that first trailer, I was so excited because it's just the kid in the bed and you saw kind of the ground vibrating and I'm like, Yes. And it's Spielberg. Yes. And then you see the hand come in and I was like, okay, well, maybe it's an early cut and it is just (laughs) the hand. But then they started showing, like, they show you way too much way too soon and they show you what the BFG looks like. And I'm just like, oh, no, please. (laughs) So I'm still going to see it because I'm such a such a major fan of that that book. But. I, there are those moments when you want to just sit down in the writing room or the production room and just go, okay, you guys, I know you guys have fancy toys, but sometimes less is best. I, I want to be and, a fly on the wall when Jenny's in a writer's room with the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sit back and, and eat popcorn and watch. <laughs> I have valid points. <laughs> oh, I, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, I mean, the cast is good. You got Mark Rylance, Bill Hader, and Jermaine Clement. I mean... Right. It's gonna be funny. It's yeah, and like I said, have you guys have you guys read the book? I have I've not read the book. Even being an adult, go and get the book. It's one of those those books that kind of stay with you. Like it's it's a really clever and just fun and beautiful book. Like highly recommend everybody reading it at least once. It's entertaining. You can read it at any age, but. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it, and and just the fact that it's Steven Spielberg, kind of going back to those types of movies that I feel like he does best. The Amblin movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, I wish I could take my daughter to see it. When does it come out? 
uh, July 1st. Um, yeah, it'll probably be out of theaters by the time she comes back. So, I mean, again, it's one of those movies where I'd have to hear a lot of good things in order to in order to really go see it. Honestly, the thing that sells me on it is is Mark Rylance, Jermaine Clement and uh, uh, Bill Hader. That that would that that's yeah. the thing I'm really excited for with regards to this movie. So it'd have to be received really well for me to take the time to go see it in the theater. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Jenny, anything else on the BFG? Oh, I'm fingers crossed. Did anyone else think that the BFG for like a split second was big effing giant? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> when I, when I, You're when close. It was, when it was, yeah, close. big friendly giant. I get it. Like I get it now. But maybe it's because I'm cynical. Like I'm almost 30 and I'm a cynical man. But when I saw BFG, I thought that stands for big fucking giant. <laughs> this is a children's movie. You can't get away with that. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So the next, no, the next movie we're going to talk about, with the recent success of going back into franchises and kind of kickstarting them, not necessarily rebooting them, but kickstarting them, like Star Wars with The Force Awakens and Jurassic World, which, again, not a reboot. It's a continuation. Uh, we have Ghostbusters. Ooh, this one's going to be an interesting one. Due out July 15th. I want this movie to be good, but it does not look good at all. And I love Kristen Wiig and Kate McKinnon. And I really want this movie to be good, but the trailer does not let me think it's going to be good. I'm I'm with you on that. Like, every, you know, everybody gets up in arms because people think they're not going to like it because it's an all-female cast or what have you. I, I don't even think that plays into the criticism that's going there. What they've shown so far, and they've shown a lot of scenes, in my honest opinion. People argue with me about that, but they've shown a lot of different things. And everything I've seen looks so cheesy, but it's not the cheesy in the good cheesy sense. It just looks really bad. And and the cast is amazing. Like I, I really like who everybody they cast in it, but I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I was trying to explain it to a friend. I go, it's kind of like watching Saturday night live. You get a good skit every now and again, and then you get a lot of really bad skits. I'm like, I'm hoping or just seeing this as being the really bad and it ends up being the good one. But I don't have a lot of lot of hope, and what they're showing me is not pulling me into the theater to see it. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I I think that the the hype or the hubbub surrounding this movie is kind of ridiculous. It's that whole you know if you don't like the movie, then you must hate women. <laughs> yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, there are plenty of people like that in this country who will not like the movie because it's for women and not for men. Right. But not enough. The, that it would receive this kind of outcry. And the, the fact is, the trailers have sucked. They've just not been good. They have not portrayed the movie in a positive light in any way. There was one bit that I thought was funny when uh, Kristen Wiig turns and finds Kate McKinnon is like her face is right in between the um, the shelving. And she's got the weird hat on. And then Kate McKinnon says something like, you know, what is it? Is the hat? It's too much. That part was funny, I thought. Uh, because that to me is very Kate McKinnon humor. Yeah. But yeah, the trailers have sucked. They've just really, really sucked. And who knows what it is? Is it a requel? Is it? I yeah, mean, because it, that first trailer says it talks about the original Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, and in that's the kind trailer. of the thing now is requels. It's it's a sequel, but it's a reboot. Right. And so is that what this is? I know Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd for sure have cameos that are not their original characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Feig, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Paul Feig is his reaction to people not liking it is really turning me off of Paul Feig. Oh yeah. He says something about how nerds are stupid and geeks are idiots and fanboys are dumb and you know, I think he called people retarded at one point. Like you you freaking idiot, the, man. Turn out a good the, trailer. Yeah. Is he the same one that was like complaining of like well, everybody hasn't even seen it yet. Just go see the movie. It will it will speak for itself, right? There is is that the same guy who was kept continually tweeting, like defending the movie? Because like it. Yeah, because I, even then, no. like, and I get it, and I totally understand his frustration because if he if he made this movie and he wants it to be successful, and before it's even you know out there, people are already bashing it. I get it. I know it's premature. Except as an audience, we're going off of what you shared. And what you've shared looks really bad. And I know you don't want to hear that because it's close to your heart and you want it to be a success because Ghostbusters is such an epic thing in so many people's lives. It just looks bad and you've got to accept that. And hopefully people, what would, if he is that confident that this movie is awesome, then what will happen is those few fans will go see it and then they'll walk out and like, surprisingly, it's really damn good. And then their friends will go see it and go, I can't believe I didn't want to see this. This is really good. They did horrible on the commercials, but the movie's great. And it will be contagious. And that that will prove his point more so of getting all pissed off at people and calling people names on Twitter. I think part of the Ghostbusters thing is you're going to have to see it before the reviews come out to not sway you, your opinion one way or the other. Because I think it's going to be so polarizing. Uh, I mean, it already is, just based on two trailers. Right. Yeah, that. Paul Paul Feig doesn't really have a good track record of releasing good trailers, right? <laughs> Bridesmaids, uh, The Heat, and Spy. I remember oh. those three movies. The trailers came out, and I thought they looked like garbage. I thought right. these look like terrible movies. They don't look funny or interesting. And all three of them were funny. I mean, Spy was hilarious. Bridesmaids was just great. It was just a great movie. And The Heat was funny, right? So his track record with trailers sucks. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, look, maybe you can't do trailers very well, but the movie might be good. So I'm do all three of those have Melissa McCarthy with the heat. Is that Sandra Bullock? Yeah, that's her and Sandra yeah. Bullock. OK, yeah, I couldn't remember. He others... likes working with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I can obviously <laughs> only, I only saw Bridesmaid out of those three. Oh, you got to see Spy, man. Spy's great. I just don't like Melissa McCarthy. Like she gets on my nerves. You so, know what's funny is I, I really guess that's like I'm a her. Sexist. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't like, like a her. female actress, then you're, well, you're you know what sucks though is, and it's I think the cardinal sin of a lot of actors is she's awesome. She's got great acting chops, and she can do great. Except she's so pigeonholed into one role that I've quit watching her movies because mm-hmm. Heat was exactly the same as Spy to me. Like it was the same movie, and that last movie that she just came out with, where she's like the rich person now doing Girl Scout cookies or what have you. It looks exactly – yeah, it, it looks exactly like he – it looks exactly like Spy. Like she keeps doing the same roles. But then you take something like um, – uh, what was that Bill Murray movie? Um, Saint – Saint something. I don't know. I can't think of the name of it. But um, I know what you're talking about. I, I can't remember she, the name either. Identity Thief is stuck in my head. Uh, just a minute. It's um, 
Bill Murray Saint something. Um, she was uh, Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent. Thank you. It's driving. It was driving me crazy. She is spectacular in it. She's got a couple, you know, one-liner jokes. You know that you're like you double over laughing, but she's realistic, and she needs more roles like that. She needs roles where it actually shows like how great of an actress she is. And she doesn't have to be the fart joke on everything. And that's one of the reasons why going back to ghostbusters, I'm just like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think she's great. And maybe I, I had the benefit of seeing spy before I saw the heat to where I enjoyed the heat, but I love spy. And I thought Melissa McCarthy was better in Spy than she was in The Heat. At least her character development was like she had character development in Spy. Um, but uh, but it is that thing where Paul Paul Feig doesn't put out good trailers, but the movies wind up being okay. Mm-hmm. So I have hope that the movie's going to be okay. I think it's dumb the reaction to it. I think Paul Feig is being just as childish as the people <laughs> who are hating on it. Yeah. Um, which almost makes me not want to contribute to this movie if that's the way he's going to act when people don't like the stuff he does. You don't like exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. It, it, you know, the more you have to defend it, the more you're defending something that needs to be defended. You know, in my honest opinion, I know that's not a hundred percent true all the time, but just sit back and let well, people it's... have their word and then. Prove them by the movie itself, not right. by how much you said about the movie. It's like having yeah. to explain a joke. Like if you had to explain it, it probably wasn't funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and this is not the first movie that people have said, I won't see this. Yeah. Right. There have been plenty of people who said, I won't see the new Ninja Turtles. I won't see the new Transformers. I won't do this. Like it's You're ruining okay. my childhood. Yeah. It's okay right. to say, to, to judge off a trailer and not even judge off a trailer to just hear the remake in Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and say, I'm not interested in that. That's, that's a human response. Right. Well, right? And to but be don't honest, attack just... people because they're excited for it. Don't attack it. But then also, um, but then also there was that one dude, there was that one, the, the video game nerd guy who came up with that video and it's like a six minute long video. And he's like, I'm refusing to see this movie. Like, oh, okay, right. refuse to see it, but don't make a freaking video about it, you moron. <laughs> what are you just like, contributing to the to the idiocracy that, that exists surrounding this movie? You complete buffoon. And I'm then he gets all this hate, and he's like, oh, I wonder why I got all this hate. I just said I didn't want to see the movie. Well, don't say don't say that publicly. Say it privately with your friends. Here here's the here's the truth of it. I've said it before. The internet gave everyone a voice, even though some of those voices don't really need to be heard. All the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those that I'm – there's too much good cinema out there between mm-hmm. television and movies to waste your time on something that might be okay. Because there, there are other great films that have sold themselves as being, okay, I know that I like that. So put your efforts into those. But if it's on – you know, if they've got it on HBO one day and you're going through the channels or it's on Netflix – yeah, watch it. You might be surprised. You know, it's just I feel bad for them because they did a really bad job in advertising it. Yeah, that that's <laughs> a it. Terrible that's job. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next movie is Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Oh, I I really want to talk about this one because oh, and this no. ties into this ties into what we were just talking about. I love the new Star Treks. Love them. I love the new Star Treks, but they. What the heck is up with those commercials? 
What do you mean? They look really bad. I've. It's kind of. It's kind of like that hot topic like line I said about another movie we're not talking about. Well, we're gonna have I to assume like it is a summer blockbuster. It. I don't know. Like it looks so ridiculous. Like everything in those commercials is like <laughs> a funny joke in the middle of action. Did you see? And the I love trailer? Simon Pegg. Not I the love the whole trailer. cast. I just I I saw those commercials and I was just like. Did you and see then the music I, that they have going. I feel like oh, you, I, don't know. I feel like you missed the second trailer. I don't know. I've, I've seen I've seen a couple now, and I'm just like because the second trailer was oh. way better. Yeah, there there was one joke right at the end of the trailer about that chick sitting on that dude's chair. Yeah, like that was that That's was it. it for the jokes. The rest of it was like pure. I action. mean, the music was good. The action was good. The 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 um the dialogue. I mean, you it know, looks, it looks like a really good, good. It looks like there's a lot of despair. Like they're just out on their own. Like they're just like grasping at straws to survive at this point. Yeah, I might I might watch that trailer. If if you have seen it, maybe watch it again, Jenny. Um because I was with you on that first one. Yeah, the first one I was thought, good. I thought the first trailer didn't really accurately represent what the movie is. I felt like it was just people piggybacking on um what was the first now I'm now I'm going to space out. What was the first movie that did that Guardians of the Galaxy type trailer that that Suicide Squad did and now this one did, a bunch of other movies did where it's like, "Hey, if we just get a catchy old song and put it over some action and some funny stuff, people will go see this movie. Well, then that's uh, my advice back to that being a fly on the wall in a writer's room. Don't do that because now I'm, I maybe I haven't seen the next trailer and I'll watch it. I'll, I'll pull it up and watch it when we're done here. But that's all I picture now. It scarred me. I'm just like, that looks stupid. That looks ridiculous. And I'm more intelligent for that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think, know. I, think I hope it's good though because I love those movies. Trailer. I hope so. I hope I'm. I, mean, I hope I'm wrong. It's got Idris Elba, and it's written by Simon Pegg. Come on, you can't really go. I wrong. know it's like I two winning things, but don't put a stupid song on top of it and have a bunch of stupid jokes. Like I just, if, I love those movies though, and I have, I, I think they'll, it'll be good. But it did that one trailer did kind of shy me away from being like, ooh, when's that movie come out? Now I'm just like, oh, they made another movie, and I know that's stupid, and I totally will admit it. But yeah. That's if that I was stand. the only trailer, I would still be excited to go see the movie because uh, because of what's surrounding the movie. Yeah, you know the actors that are in it. Um, oh yeah, the the who it's written by. Um, it just it, it's got too much positive buzz around it for one off trailer. I wouldn't even say it's a bad trailer. It just doesn't make sense for this movie. It's like they grab someone you know who who's used to doing like Michael Bay trailers. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And and threw them on this thing. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on. I think we're all excited for Star Trek. We'll all see it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will totally see it. All right. The next few will kind of cut through pretty quick. Jason Bourne. July. 29th. I'm very excited about that. Excited. Very yes. Cool. So chapter five in the Bourne saga. Now he starts figuring out who he is, right? Like he's like full I on. I know who I am. I don't have any idea. I've had a hard time following the storyline <laughs> since <it's, laughs> I, the only one I liked was the first one and the most recent one that didn't have Matt Damon, the one with Jeremy Renner. I liked a lot, um, but you didn't like two or three of Born. Uh, not as much as uh, no. I mean, I'll go back and watch them, but we're gonna a bunch of friends of mine are gonna watch all of them before the new one comes out. But uh, oh, I, re- man. I really like the first one. The third one was my favorite. I liked Ultimatum. Yeah, I kind of that one's the one that I liked the most. 
Yeah. So I'll go back. So, all right. Yeah, another one everyone's excited for. Uh, you, you can't deny it's going to be a blockbuster. Suicide Squad, August 5th. It's going to be huge. Regardless I, of how good it is, it's going to be huge. Yes. Right. I agree. My prediction, I state it again, it's going to be a better and a bigger movie than Batman v Superman. I agree. I, I agree. I think I agree solely on the thing that they learned a lot by their failures on Batman versus Superman. And if they didn't, shame on them. Well, even if even if it's not as good, or if it's not, which is, would be hard to not be as quote unquote good as Batman v Superman, it looks like it's more fun. Right. So. Which is probably what's going to save the movie, yeah. if anything. And the cast is good. The director is good. Uh, and he wrote it, too. So it's like, I, I think they got a good formula there. And it's not Zack Snyder. So, I mean, the end right there. I'm really excited to see Jai Courtney in something that, that seems like it fits him. Because <laughs> right. he, he struggles finding roles, right? Yeah. So I would say he's probably not a good actor if you only have, like, one particular role that you're good at. But everything I've seen in the trailers and the promotional material, I love Captain Boomerang. I love all the Flash villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I particularly enjoy Captain Boomerang because he's moved away from being just a Flash villain and joining the Suicide Squad. Right. And I think he's so great and so interesting in the Suicide Squad. And Jai Courtney looks like he's doing an, an awesome job mm-hmm. of portraying Captain Boomerang. That's yeah. who I'm going to see the movie for the most because I want a cool Captain Boomerang. He was pretty shockingly funny in the trailers. Like I was like, yeah, all right. Now I'm actually interested in Captain Boomerang. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. Like I was going to see <laughs> yeah, this movie. Be, yeah, I was going to see it because of Harley and, and Joker. And I mean, Will Smith's in it too. So That's what I was going to say is and Dave, do not hold this. I'm... This it ends right here, but Will Smith is what I'm excited about for the movie. I think he looks awesome in it, and I'm not a huge Will Smith fan, so thumbs up. I mean, I could do without the "let's be bad guys" line. Like, you know, okay, we get it. You guys are bad. <laughs> um, all right. So the Suicide Squad, uh, just some kind of, uh, I guess, what you call uh, honorable mentions for the summer. I don't know if they're blockbusters or not. Now you see me too. Oh, that first it's, one was the, so bad. It's poor. Yeah. The second one's terrible. Yeah, it, I would it, imagine. According to the reviews. Uh, the Purge election year. Purge 2 was better than the Purge, first Purge, so maybe. I agree. I, and it's got, it's got what's his name back? Frank Grillo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know if it will pull me to the theater, but I will watch that movie. Yeah. It, looks, it looks fun. Yeah, that's something to be said. Summer blockbusters mean you go to the theater, not wait for it to come on on tape. Like, you're excited to go see this movie in the theater. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it will do really well in the theater, though, because there is that spike sure. of people really interested in good horror movies. So and it's it's just mayhem. It's like a thriller. So, I think that's more of a thriller than a horror. But what's the I mean, what's the line there? Uh, yeah. Once you get into like just the whole horror genre, there's that fine line of does right. it become more sci-fi or does it become more drama. you know monster or drama? Yeah. Yeah. It's Suspense. it's considered a horror movie and it, um, it looks fun. Uh, the sequel to the mechanic, Mechanic Resurrection. So, yeah. sure, I like the mechanic, but that was mostly because it was Ben Foster versus Jason Statham. This one is not. Uh, let's see. Nope, that is the mechanic. <laughs> that was a good movie. Go check out Mechanic. It's good. Uh, Legend of Tarzan. I know Jenny isn't looking forward to that. I am totally gonna go see it. It's got Skarsgård, man. Yeah, we know. It's just got Margot Robbie, so I might see it too, but I won't see it in theater. Yeah, but she looks fully clothed. So yes, but Skarsgård does not look fully clothed. Skarsgård, damn, and Skarsgård is scaring me because like 
back in like the old TK ads or back in True Blood, he was not that big. And that first released photo, I'm like, holy shit. Did he like quadruple in size? He got on the Zack Snyder diet. Something. (laughs) Wowzers. Uh, uh, Jenny and I were talking about this before. Ben-Hur is coming out. (laughs) This this Uh, Warcraft is already failing. So uh, I don't know. It's not doing well. It's a shame. And I, I've heard bad things from actual fans of the game. Uh, wow. I've been putting off seeing it. Like, I meant to go see it Thursday, and then I meant to see it Friday, and then Saturday, and now it's Sunday. And I, and I just have don't I have no interest. I think I'm going to wait till my theater has $5 Tuesdays. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather see this next movie I'm going to mention, Conjuring 2. Yeah, that's, that's gotten just good came reviews. Out. Yeah, yeah. That looks it's getting fun. good reviews, yeah. Um, also, I want to see The Shallows with Blake Lively. That is the one of all the movies that we've been talking about. That's the one that I think is is the most exciting for me. I think it's going to be a surprise. Like not many people know about it, but it's it looks interesting. I love shark movies. Yeah, like that's 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 like one of my favorite categories of films are shark movies. <laughs> right, and <laughs> and The Shallows looks awesome to me. Yeah. And I know the first trailer was a little was boring. Uh, and maybe showed a little bit too much, but the trailers since the first one have been super, super interesting. I like Blake Lively. I've got nothing against her. I think she's she's a fine actress. The only one I think she didn't do too great in was Green Lantern, but I don't necessarily think that's her fault. No. I think she, character was just poorly written. Yeah. And the shark looks so cool when the shark jumps out of the water and grabs that guy off the board. That was amazing. <laughs> I yeah. can't. I can't wait for this one. I'm looking forward to it. I like shark movies too. I like Shark Week. I like all of it except for Sharknado. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the only one I haven't seen. It's the Sharknado series, and I I don't really have an interest. I can't even get through it in the fun aspect you're supposed to get through it in. Like I just can't. Yeah, the whole point of of the shark films are the, is that you're you're stuck in the ocean, right? You're sur- not in your element. You're unprotected. Um, a couple of movies you can get away with with that kind of outlandish theme, like deep blue sea. <laughs> yeah. You kind of get away with it because the sharks are smarter and all that enhanced. Right. So <laughs> sometimes you can get away with it, but like the shark to and stuff and Sharknado the stuff. Sci-fi like, shark movies. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see people get chewed up in the water or no, I want to see them get chewed up. Never mind. Well, the, I don't, I don't want them to win. I want the shark to win. Yeah. The thing with the shark movies being so terrifying is it could happen. Like, I mean, you're in the ocean. You don't know what's below you. Like, oh, dude, Open Water was like the most tense movie I'd ever seen. It was terrifying. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that one. And it's based on a true story, isn't it? <gasps> yeah, it's well, the the story. Is, oh wait, is that the one where there's the two people are scuba diving and they yeah. just get laughed out there? Yeah, okay. their group leaves them. So I mean, the rest of it is up for speculation, right? Like perfect right? storm, right? Exactly, but. uh but yeah, that story is true where two people were left behind and never found again. Yeah. So it's assumed that the sharks got to them. What else would have? They're hanging out. with. But it was so interesting, like when they're just floating there and all of a sudden the guy dips down a little bit, not all the way and starts screaming, but dips down and he's like, oh, I think something got me. Like, that's that's terrifying. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our preview for 2016 summer movies. Did I miss any that you guys would want to talk about? You're not going to talk about Sausage Party? Nope. Come on. Nope. Or, <laughs> or the one about the two dudes that need a date to the wedding? Nope, not going to do that one. I've got one. 
Yeah. We're getting that one night of Batman the Killing Joke in theaters. Oh, yeah. I guess that could count. Yeah. Um, just because that was a kind of unique thing to do. I don't know that they've done that with the other Batman animated movies, except for Mask of the Phantasm, I think, was released. That was a, that was a feature film, yeah. But, uh, did they release the theaters yet? I don't know the list of theaters or where you can see it yet. Yeah, I think you can. I think oh. you can pull it up and find out. Like my buddy lives in Vegas and he um, – that's Randy. Randy lives in Vegas and he is going to go see it because one of the theaters does it there. So hmm. yeah, you can find out on the website what what places are doing it. But that's really exciting. I think The Killing Joke is is setting itself up to be one of the best DC animated movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lights That's out the one they rated other. R, right? Yeah, yeah, it's rated R. Uh, and then Lights Out was the other one I was thinking is going to be really good this summer. And that's because it's, uh, it's a horror movie. And it's based off that YouTube video. What is it? And that? I think it's called Lights Out. It's like anytime the lights are out, you see a figure. If you if you go on YouTube, you can watch the video. It's some woman and she's like turning off the light in her hallway. And when she turns off the light, she sees like a, a humanoid figure in the hallway and she keeps turning the light off and on and off and on and off and on. And then the last time, of course, the thing's right in front of her. Um, But I'm getting kind of goosebumps remembering it in my head because it was <laughs> really scary. I don't know. I, I avoid YouTube now after Dave introduced me to Marble Hornet. So <laughs> that oh, still man. messes me up. It is the longest, most boringest like group of videos ever. But there's just those little gems that are so damn creepy that it's like, yep, nope, I don't want anything to do with this. And that's what keeps you watching. Like, you just I know. Keep watching, and then you just keep looking over your shoulder like there's something behind me. There's something behind me. I still think I've only made it to like episode like 68 or so. Like I haven't made it it's to the over, end of the So you could catch up without having to be behind. Like they finished. I think they're making them. I don't want they to made, though. They made a movie, which was awful. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. When my house is dark and I'm like walking through every little shadow, I just, I'm expecting Slender Man to be in the damn corner or at night or like in the mornings when it was dark out in the mornings, I'd look outside and I was just expecting him to be in my backyard. I know I'm done. I was, I was at work <laughs> at a Harley Davidson plant doing IT, like our office is right in the middle of the plant. So you're surrounded by machines and people, but you're in the office, you know, and I'm watching those while I'm waiting, you know, for something to like reformat or something. I'm just sitting there watching these clips and I'm terrified to be in this office alone, even though I'm surrounded by people everywhere. I'm like, this thing's going to kill me right here. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want your back exposed. Like you want right. to be up against a wall or something. <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah, well, I'm all for unless like it's the, like, uh, the pact where the stuff comes through the wall and grabs you. Right. Or crimson. Peak. Stop it. Stop it, you guys! <laughs> uh, well, lights out. So produced yeah, like, by James Wan. That's that's. It's a good produced. Sound. Ooh, by I James love James Wan. Wan. It's directed by David Sandberg, the guy who did the short on YouTube. It's his first like big directorial debut, and I think he's already up to do Annabelle two. Um, oh, an Annabelle two. <laughs> yeah. So like, I I mean, I don't care that there's going to be another Annabelle, but no. I I do like the fact that he's. He hasn't directed anything except for like a bunch of shorts. Mm -hmm. And one of those shorts was good enough to get uh, the movie, you know, the a feature film treatment. And that he was he was, all, you know, he gets to direct it and then he's already being looked at to do another one. And the fact that James Wan is supporting it and the trailer for it looked really creepy. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be a surprisingly good horror movie, just like the first Conjuring was. And it stars Teresa Palmer. And I like that. Oh, yeah, she's she's lovely. <laughs> 
what a lovely like her personality you mean right yeah i mean she's australian so she's got character yeah right yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay so as we're running out of time here let's just talk about our favorite summer blockbuster movies from the past uh you don't necessarily have to have seen it in the summer or when it came out, but just that, you know, that we're summer blockbusters, but you know, obviously when you went to the theater, I want some of those as well. Like you, you went right to the theater just to see it because it was so good looking and it ended up being either really good or really bad. doesn't matter. Uh, something you were excited for. I can start independence. Day. Okay. Is, independence day is one of them, but I've already talked about that. So I'll say the other one <laughs> that ended up not being so great, but I still enjoyed going to see it in the theater, uh, Jurassic park, the lost world. Uh, it was a fun one. Right. No. It, I mean, you know, the, the whole rampaging through Los Angeles wasn't great or San Diego, but I still enjoyed it. And it was a summer movie. So I, I really liked that as well. And uh, yeah, it was a good theater experience. So the, they're ones that we have to have seen in the theater? Not necessarily. Okay. But, but at well, least I want at least one that you did go to the theater for. Okay. Well, one I didn't go to the theater for is um, I thought you were going to take mine for a second. Um, but it was uh, Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park. Yeah, that that is what that is the first movie that turned me on to films. Yeah, that uh, that I uh, I binge read, I guess you could say. Like we were, when I, when I saw the movie was coming out, and I knew I was gonna go see it with my uncle. I got the book from the local grocery store, and it was right across the street from my our parents' apartment. And I read it over the weekend, and that I mean I read it like. We went to Great America that weekend. I read at the car ride there at risk of, you know, motion sickness because I can't read and drive at the same time or be in a car. <laughs> read the whole book the whole weekend. Didn't care about Great America. Finished the book, saw the movie. I enjoyed every bit of it. So I'm right there with you on that one. I, yeah, I love that movie. I think it's fantastic. Um, and then I'm going to piggyback on that. I know there are plenty of other movies. Civil War was the one I was going to say mm-hmm. just because I had such a fun time in the theater seeing that movie and i can't remember the last time i had as much fun except for when i went and saw jurassic world which i did not expect to be a good movie um or 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 entertaining i went there to see the dinosaurs Mm -hmm. that was the only reason i went to see the movie and i walked out of the theater going holy crap i actually really like this movie i was totally on board with it um and uh and it it reawakened that that love for jurassic park that had been dormant for so long because of the lost world in Jurassic Park three. Yeah. I remember the first trailer for Jurassic world and they had just that piano playing. And I'm, mm-hmm. That's it. I'm sold. You have my money like a hundred times over. I'm going to see this movie <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I could, I couldn't believe how good it was. It came out near my birthday too, which I, so it was a birthday treat to go see it. <laughs> right. And man, I, I have watched that movie so many times now and I will repeatedly just pull up to that scene when the, when the Indominus Rex first breaks out mm-hmm. and Chris Pratt's hiding under the truck. Yeah. And that, just that whole scene to me, I, I'm like on the edge of my seat, even though I know what happens. Yeah. Right. I thought it was so well done. They're not going to so, kill, they're not going to kill Pratt in the first action scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was, st- yeah, it was still tense. It was yeah. still very tense. And I remember when I saw it in the theater, um, I saw it by myself first because I I take my daughter to see a lot of the movies. Like she's eight. She's going to be nine in October. Mm-hmm. So um, I PG-13 movies, I'll take her to see, but it depends on what it is. We'll always see the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like no matter what. Even, even Doctor Strange, I, I have a feeling it's still going to be okay, even though it looks a little maybe darker with the magic and junk. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of our thing is the Marvel movies. So Jurassic World, I saw it first to see whether or not she'd be able to to see it. Sure. 
um, because it has some pretty tense stuff. And I did eventually decide, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let, let's have her see it. And I just covered her eyes during some stuff. During the torture uh, death of the assistant? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what were they thinking? Here, we're going to oh, introduce you man. to the character. We're not going to give her a huge role, but you're going to start to like her. And then we're going to not only have the tr- the flying dinosaurs take her up, play toss with her, but then she's going to get eaten by a gigantic oh, shark dinosaur. I didn't that really, was the worst WTF. part. WTF. Because she was still alive, too. That's yeah, what I thought. She's she screaming and they're dropping her like 20 stories. And- oh, man. It was Jenny. like watching um, what, what's that anime? Attack on Titan. It's like watching people get swallowed alive in Attack on Titan. Jenny, so you, cool. you started liking the assistant. I never liked that character. I don't believe she had to die, but I didn't like the character. Well, you still like, like, if it was just some random person in the in the crowd, like, Mm-hmm. who had no name, then you're like, oh, wow, that was brutal. But then you'd, you'd move on. But you knew who that girl was. Like, right. you have followed her through the storyline. And then they, and that scene lasted forever. That scene was like two or three minutes long of her just yeah. getting around mm-hmm. in the air. I'm like, somebody either really, really, really didn't like that actress or they're really twisted in the head. They're like, <laughs> I got a scene for you. That's right. Maybe the this actress is. was like, I'll do the movie, but I want a scene where I get messed up hardcore by some dinosaurs. I want an epic death. I yeah. Think, uh, I think we need to get Courtney Clark on the show again and just talk about, because we didn't talk to her ap- after the movie came out, like after we saw it. We should probably get her on and talk about the movie now that we've all seen it. Like a, yeah. year, a year later. Is that the uh, woman? I want, I want, her, I want her female no. accession of... Like I want to know what she thinks about one the main female heroine in the in the movie is running outrunning a Tyrannosaurus Rex in heels. Like, couldn't they make her more realistic? And on a side note, why was the Tyrannosaurus Rex right next to the food court? But then, on top of that, (laughs) the most disgraceful thing a writer can do to a female character is have them at the end look at the male character and go, "Well, what do we do now?" Yep. That yep. is quote unquote the line from the movie. It's like <laughs> Listen, what I'm not the hell? I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made and I'm not no, saying it doesn't have flaws. It, it, she still Dave came I, off as a strong character. I'm Dave sorry. and I had this epic argument about this because I was just like, it might be the worst movie ever made. I hate you. And it is awesome. Like I, I, I had so much fun watching that movie, but I honestly cannot tell you what makes it good because it is a really, really epically bad movie. It pulls uh, on the nostalgia is what it does. That's what it gets <laughs> away with. All it, all it has to do is say, hey, remember this from Jurassic Park? Remember the scene when the kids are trapped and the T-Rex is trying to eat them? You remember when uh, when they're, they're running away from the T-Rex trying to hide and like just all this stuff that oh, that totally. it just pulls at your heartstrings and then the end that whole end fight between the t-rex raptor and indominus rex is just to make us happy You're it doesn't make blue. any sense but, yeah. uh no courtney <laughs> courtney clark was the mosasaur trainer oh okay she's the one okay. that, that says she's a little shy yeah the mosasaur was cool yeah yeah but yeah i i love that movie i had such a good time watching it Oh, me too. I don't even think about the flaws no. because I enjoyed it so much. I know that they exist. I I don't even remember uh, noticing during the movie. It was later when I was listening to a couple reviews from YouTube when they were like, oh, what a disappointment. She ran around in heels. I was like, did she? I did not even – I didn't pay attention. See, didn't care. See, I was on the, I was on the up, opposite spectrum of that because I was sitting there going, okay – I'm a chick. I have worn shoes exactly like that. There is no way in hell she is running. 
the, no, it, her <laughs> ankle is gone. Right. So I was laughing at that. But then when it gets to the classic line, I'm just like, did she really just say that? And I seriously, and I felt so cool because, um, screen junkies did the same thing when they did their trailer for, and I'm like, I told you I was on the same wavelength <laughs> while that whole fight scene is going at the end. I looked over at Patrick and I'm like, you're my boy blue. And I just started laughing because I'm like, is anybody else catching how epically wrong this movie is? But I, nope, I we're just having fun. I enjoyed That's it. That's all it's about. It, it is totally worth the watch. It is so ridiculous, but so much fun. Like, they did an, a great job of making a completely stupid movie awesome. Like It was awesome. Hands down. It was, it was so awesome. So bad it was awesome. <laughs> but I'm also going to very, very lightly tack on Civil War. All right. Um, because that did it for me. All right, Jenny, pick a movie so I can tell you how stupid it is. All right, tell me how stupid. Okay, so the one I remember the most um, as a child, like I rem- and this totally is going to age me. I remember seeing Indiana Jones Temple of Doom in the theater, and I was wow. super young. I probably shouldn't have been in the theater, but I remember for months afterwards, everything I, I wanted. I wanted a rope. I wanted a whip. I Indiana Jones was amazing. You know, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Um, but if I have to say the best blockbuster I sat through where I, I was old enough where I walked out going, I can see that again. I can see that again 50 times as I felt like a child when I left Pacific Rim. I absolutely love Pacific Rim when I first saw it. I'm sitting there going, it's robots versus monsters. How can you go <laughs> wrong? And I, there were parts in the movie and I saw an opening night, um, at the block of orange, which is like this huge mall here in orange County. And people were cheering. And there were parts when, when they're like trashing the monsters or just everything with Ron Perlman, you're like, you want to stand up and clap your hands. Like, you're just like, yes, this is amazing. I, I could have saw that movie 20 times in the theater. I think I saw it three times, but every time somebody, they're like, I heard it's kind of stupid. I'm like, it's monsters versus robots. Like, that's all you have to say. You had me at monsters versus robots. But yeah, really good. Again, stupid storyline. And the humans in that movie are ridiculous. But it's monsters versus robots. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is a reverse from, uh, from my Jurassic World because uh, I, I agree. The movie totally worked for what it was. Uh, so many flaws, way too many flaws to count, but it's yep. just such a fun experience that you can't help but enjoy yourself when you watch it, unless you're overly critical exactly. and, and you can, and you can't separate, you know, you can't separate yourself from having a good time to, to, uh, you know, from, from enjoying it just as a film. <clears throat> so Dave, are you going to put down my movie? I kind of can't after what he just said. <laughs> Booyah! You're welcome, Jenny. High five, Wi-Fi high Man. five. <laughs> and Johnny saves the day again. Uh, oh, all right, awesome. All right, I think that's going to do it for our summer blockbusters. We'll revisit it again, probably every year <laughs> for however long this podcast exists. There's going to always be summer blockbusters forever. Yes, yes, I'll be doing this until I die. Could be next week. Who knows? 
<laughs> One can only Please hope, don't. Dave. The shadow knows. Uh, all right. Oh, gosh. Let us know your favorite summer blockbusters or any that you're excited for this year that we didn't talk about. Hit us up at, at Atomic Geekdom and let us know all of that cool stuff. Go over to AtomicGeekdom.com. Find all of our cool stuff. Uh, it's all up there. Go look. Check it out. Two Broke Geeks is on the podcast or on the on 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 the website as well. You can go to TwoBroKeeks.com. It'll take you right to their stuff or just subscribe on iTunes. Releasing, I believe, this week is Just Two Pals, starring Johnny and his buddy. Or his pal. Yay. I should just say pal. Why not? Uh, so that should be up this week. And you can find that again at AdtomicKeekdom.com. Uh, Jenny, anything you want to plug? Um... No, I need some good suggestions because Skybound beat me to my Outcast article, which I had all written and ready to post. And they posted the exact same article, almost screenshot by screenshot, which was cool because I felt really cool that the company that makes one of my favorite comics had the same idea. So I'm like, high five to them. But now I have to start over. So, uh, yeah, what do you want to hear about? I just did the Mary Sue and... I need I need some good suggestions because I could yap about everything pretty much all day any day. So she's a yapper. Yeah, I am a yapper. So give me something. Give me something good. Put my brain to work. Find her on Twitter at Robbie Art. The Just Two Pals are on Twitter, right? Yep, at Just Two Pals. There you go. Or you can find Johnny at Johnny Wellens. There you go. All right, that's our show this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we'll be talking about, but it'll be fun and exciting. Plus, our geek out will be this week as well. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, Jenny, you get the last word. Ah, I gotta have a good one. Um, dude, I'm, I'm unprepared. Wow. I'm gonna go with unprepared. Do you know, do you know why we do this little segment at the end of every show, Jenny? Because I never shut up. Because every time I would say that's the end of the show, you would always say one more thing after. Like I said, all right, we'll see you next week. And then Jenny says something. I know, I know. I was was sidetracked. I was watching the scene from Outcast where Mama Mama Barnes is eating mud. Maybe I should have said eating mud. That's not a word. That's not a word. Mud. Mud.